Hi, this is your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this Practice Power Academy podcast. Hey, in this episode, we're going to talk about is advisor head trash, a very cool topic, something that all of us uh, from time to time deal with. It is by far the number one reason why advisors don't achieve greatness is not their intelligence, not their resources, not um, you know, their marketing. It's what goes on in here we need to go ahead and master. So in this episode, I'm going to de- uh, debunk, demystify, give you all some strategies on how to make some changes. But before we get into that, some quick notes. Uh, number one, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Practice Power Academy, the industry's first and only 100% free coaching and training resource. Create your business plan, monthly game plan, daily game plan. Learn how to drive referrals into your business all 100% free at Practice Power Academy. Practice Power, one word, practicepower.net. Now, we got the sponsor thing out of the way. Let's talk about head trash. So, the last couple of weeks, uh, in preparation for my uh, meeting in, in California last month, I've been spending a lot of time really focused on understanding advisor behavioral um, psychology, how they operate, why things are the way they are. Now, I've been at this for a long time, almost 25 years. And it never ceases to amaze me how important this stuff is. In fact, I'll even go on further and say it's probably the most important thing that we do. Now, as far as head trash, there's a couple things that we need to be aware of. So first of all, what defines head trash? So what what is that exactly? Uh, Is it just as simple as kind of negative thoughts or stinking thinking or anything like that? I think in its most simplistic ways, that's accurate. But if you really want to get a good definition, I'm going to give you one. I think head trash looks like this. It's a lethal, an economically lethal, combination of a disempowering belief set, okay, disempowering belief, so I'm not good enough, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm not smart enough, kind of all this kind of stuff that rattles around in our head, right? It's also a combination of conflicting values and obsolete rules, so conflicting values. So what's a conflicting value? Hey, you know, I want to go ahead and I want to be super successful, but, you know, I still want to maintain balance. You know, I want to have lots of freedom, right? But I also want to double, triple my business, you know, those, those values, right? And then the rules associated to them where if-thens, right? So we have some maybe obsolete rules. I was uh, speaking to one of my uh, platinum partners over this past weekend, as a matter of fact. And, you know, because of this person's past experiences in business partnerships, he had all these rules being triggered in a meeting that I attended on uh, not too long ago. And, you know, when I got him on the phone and I was talking, I said, you know, the challenge that you have is you have a set of rules that were built 10, 15 years ago that are now being triggered and the situation is not even remotely close to that, and yet you're firing off all these obsolete rules. So, again, we have value conflicts and obsolete rules. And then the fourth one is a poor self-image, a limiting self-image, a negative self-identity. Now, what does that look like? 
you know, you, the, the man or woman in the mirror, right? It looks sort of like, well, I'm just lucky, and or you wake up even worse and like, man, you know, if people really found out how I operate, they would realize I'm the I'm the, I'm the biggest fraud. And you walk around and you're lucky, and you hope you never got f found out. I mean, and there are a lot of advisors that operate this way, right? So those are the four, you know, kind of the four pieces of well, the four chunks of FedTrust: limiting beliefs, conflicting values, obsolete rules. Poor or negative self-image, self-identity. So put that all together in a pot. Stir it up a little bit, right? And lo and behold, what you have in this industry is somebody that barely makes a living or in even some cases makes a very good living, but they never break out. They, they, so they can set goals to the cows come home. They can do business plans. They can spend all the money they want on every silver bullet marketing idea, concept, uh, you know, guru, consultant, at the end of the day, it won't matter because what's holding you back is not some more information. It's a deep dive in understanding your head trash. And as my last uh, podcast, you know, personal operating system, our POS. Now, next month in April, and you'll get an invitation on this, I'll be hosting our April Practice Power Academy coaching webcast where I'm going to spend you know, an hour to an hour and a half talking about head trash, talking about personal operating systems. Again, this is all you have to do is register. When the invitation comes out, hopefully you take advantage of that. So what else goes on with this advisor head trash? You know, um, I think it's like a tax. And we all know how much we love taxes, right? So I, I think that advisors and kind of where their, where their psychology is, it's a multi-million dollar tax throughout one's career. Multi-million dollars. It could be five or ten million dollars. Again, it's all relative, right? But yet you all continue to pay it because you walk around unconscious and not even aware of what's going on. Now you may ask yourself, as I've often asked, if if somebody if we're all smart people and in this business I think there's real you know, look I, I, if you get if you pass your series seven and your and your insurance exam and and you have a CFP or CMR or CFA there's maybe even a couple of MBAs thrown in there you're a smart person so this has got nothing to do with your intelligence so what does it have to do with there are two approaches that I find cost advisors more success than anything else. And what I'm talking about basically is ego and arrogance. Now, in our world, having an ego is a good thing. And I'll explain why. In a rejection-based profession, which this is, right, you're going to get a lot more no's than yeses. Ego is almost like an armor you wear. It kind of protects you, right? You can take the hit, take the bullet, whatever you want to call it, and you're able to move forward. The problem is that if you look at it other than what it is and start, in other words, you start drinking your own Kool-Aid about it, right? Like you, you think you're better than you are, right? Um, then that becomes a problem. Couple that with some arrogance, right? Well, I don't need any help. I'm good. You know what's been funny? I mean, I'll share this with everybody. It's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. I've been, you know, I go around the country. I speak. I don't, I don't profess to be a professional speaker. I get invited to go somewhere. I'll go do it. And I do a great job uh, because I care. It's not a gig for me. I'm not out there gigging stuff around like a lot of, a lot of my other colleagues do. So when I go out and talk to people, you know, it's, it's, it's inevitable 
that the people that need your help the most are the last ones that want to talk to you. And when they want to talk to you, they tell you they're okay, that they're fine, that they don't need any help, they've got it figured out. I mean, all this BS they throw at you. And I'm sitting there going, dude, you've been at this game for 20 years and you're barely doing $200,000 a year in production and now if that was your goal, that's fine. You know, congratulations, you're there. But if you're saying I want to be, you know, half a million, a million, two, three, four million dollars, and here we are kind of, you know, on that hamster wheel and we're on it after five, 10 years, you know, maybe that's a clue, right? And maybe we need to try something a little bit different here, maybe a different dynamic. And for a lot of advisors, they just can't get their mind around it because they don't want help. They think they think having whether you know, look, and this is not for for my you know benefit here. I'm talking in just general. If you walk walk around and you say to yourself, "I don't need any help," you're delusional. You need the right help. You need the right resources, the right strategy, the right team, right? Now, I have a personal story on this. So for years, and my wife will absolutely back me up on this, I never wanted to have a personal trainer. And if you ask me why, I'll tell you why. Uh, I, my, again, my ego, right? Here we go, the trash stuff. My ego wouldn't get my brain around the concept of somebody telling me what to do. The only person that tells me, the only person that gets to tell me what to do, I'm married to, right? That's it. And so, you know, when I did my piece in Delmar about personal operating system and, and identity, more so about the identity piece for me is really re very revealing. What I realized was I had carved out this concept for myself, this identity that said, you know, you can do this on your own, you know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And, you, and you know, you feed it, you know, consciously, you kind of, re you know, repeat that, that dialogue to yourself. It becomes, you know, your truth. And what I realized was that, in order for me to be at my best, I had to eliminate that ego piece. Now, I have the rest of it, but for that, I had to carve it out, rephrase you know, I had to reframe it. And so, basically, about three weeks ago, I, you know, I said, you know what? I'm going to go join this new gym, uh, and I'm going to get a personal trainer, which really did not, you know, like, that's very outside my comfort zone, because now I'm saying, hey, look, I cannot do this. I need help. And it's been interesting now, you know, you notice I'm sitting down today, right? Because my quads are killing me. I can't even walk right now. You know, this part, which is great. You know, I feel I feel more alive, more vibrant, more energetic now than I have in a long time. And because I got the right trainer, and I put them, and, you know, and we're a good team. And he pushes me, and he knows where to push, and I know what my, you know, kind of how to break through things. And it works well. It's totally changed my mind for me on finding the right personal trainer. For, I'm talking for decades, I wouldn't want one because, again, my ego. The reason I'm saying this to everybody today is your ego and your arrogance cost you millions of dollars a year in this business. Here's why. It's one thing if you were an executive and maybe there's a little bonus on the table. So, you know, maybe you go, maybe you'll get yourself a time management coach or maybe an executive coach. Maybe, maybe you go get some resources somewhere, right? Uh, Dale Carnegie's good and uh, Toastmasters, whatever, right? You go find some things to do. You improve yourself. And in the executive world, maybe they'll get you another promotion a little sooner, right? Maybe they'll throw a couple of bonus at you. Maybe you get a raise, which is great. That's an okay payoff. In our world, getting your act together will double, triple, and quadruple your income. That's how powerful this is. But yet a lot of you will sit around and lie to yourself that everything's okay. That you don't need help. That I can do this on my own. And you were telling yourself that 
forever. Now, why else am I talking about this today? Funny thing, it's almost the end of the first quarter, which again shocks me. Right here we are, uh, just a couple days away from beginning of quarter number two. And for most of us, we've all set goals and we've all you know, done our business plans and we set some up. How are things going? You're, you're, at the 20, you're, at the, you're at the 25% mark. And if you're not where you want to be or ahead of where you want to be, now you've got two choices. You can sit around and tell yourself the same story you've told yourself for the last three years, five years, ten years, maybe your entire career. Your prerogative. Or maybe you need to go get yourself a personal trainer. Let them kick your butt a little bit, right? Get your stuff figured out. Go double, triple your business in the next couple of years. Because those are the opportunities. It's been interesting to me, and I'll share this with you all. You know, the clients that I have that are out there being proactive, that are really out there working their business, we are finding it easier to bring in money today than any other time. There, there is a lack of activity. I think a lot of the older advisors are basically hanging in there. I think, I think a lot of situations right now, we have a lot of boomers retiring. I just see, see a lot of money in motion right now. So we are in this window here, maybe it's five years, maybe it's 10, who knows, you've all heard me talk about this, where get your act together and stop screwing around and really go ahead and have the opportunity to build something great. Now, how head trash also affects us is it causes us to sabotage. So here's what, let me explain this. So maybe you're going along really good, you had a couple good weeks, maybe a couple good months, and you're like, man, I'm doing well, my number's up, you know, I've got pipeline, I've got momentum, I feel good. And we, maybe some of you have had this experience where you've got things figured out in your head, right? Okay, I'm good. And then all of a sudden, you know, you just kind of stop. And you stop being focused. You stop doing the things that got you to where you need to be. You kind of, you know, your 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 career looks a little bit like this, right? You got good peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. It's more of a flat, maybe a little bit uptrend line, maybe a little bit downtrend line. But there's no breakthrough. And maybe you tried everything. You know, you've tr- you've gone to more trains than you know what you need to do with. You've bought more programs than you, they're on your shelf or clogging up your computer, all that jazz. And yet you still haven't figured out why. Because what has to happen is not magic. It's a lot of hard work. To shift your POS, to take out the trash, so to speak, is not something that you can buy this thing and it magic happens. It is a daily, daily endeavor. It is exactly the same thing as health. You don't just take a magical pill and you're healthy for the next 30 days. You don't go to the gym for 10 minutes and you're good for the next 30 days. Health and energy and fitness are a daily practice. Taking out your head trash, modifying your POS, evolving your POS, hacking your POS, whatever you want to call it, is a daily process. But a lot of us are so caught up in news and the markets and you know uh, the final four and baseball season coming up and brackets and all this stuff that you know we, we use these things to distract us from the truth and what's the old saying the truth will set you free so here's the question that I have for you can you look at yourself in the mirror and speak the truth to yourself not to beat yourself up but to see it for what it is, for who you are. Not worse than you are, not delusionally better than you are, but accurately who you are. 
then ask yourself this question. If I want to improve my results economically, if I want to grow my business by 25%, 50%, 100%, 10 exit, whatever I want to do, what kind of human being do I need to become? What kind of professional do I need to become? What kind of leader do I need to become? Because those are the those answers lies the map to get you from point A to point B. Because if you're sitting here saying to yourself, I don't have to change, I just need some systems, I call BS on that. And if that's the story you want to tell yourself, that's your ego and your arrogance getting away again, and there's your tax. So what do you think? How much money has it cost you to walk around with this ego and arrogance tax? $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year, $250,000? I'll submit to you, at minimum, if you've been in this business 10, 20, 30 years, that if you're walking around with that, with that kind of attitude, you're easily a half a million to a million dollars per year because you won't make a shift. It costs me years of more better health, better energy, better vibrancy because I let my own ego and my own arrogance get in my way. I look back at that now and I said, that was stupid. That was stupid. So this is just a little personal story that I'm sharing with you all today about head trash and understanding the difference. Now, how do you take the trash out? Great question. It really comes down to a set of decisions. Decision number one, am I gonna, be, am I gonna speak the truth to myself? So no more, no more screwing around. No more lies. No more BS. Claim it. Own it. When I got back from Delmar, after, you know, when I do presentations, I you know, it's like I learn as I do. It's interesting, right? So, you know, I came back and I was speaking to my wife and I said, you know, I'm going to go join that, that kind of personal training CrossFit gym. And, and there, here's why I did it. You know, I had this other gym membership, which is great. And it's like the state of the art. It's affiliated with a hospital. It's great. And it didn't dawn on me until I figured this all stuff out. And, you know, when I go, I go midday because morning is my morning ritual and I got up my genius time. That's when I create stuff. That's when I come up with, like, content for these, right? And so what happens is, you know, I, I, would, you know, I would get up early, do my genius time, my morning ritual, phone, I mean, phone calls, yin-yangs all over the place, right? And then, you know, midday, I go carve out a time and I go work out. And here's interesting. So, you know, the morning people, and I've been there a couple times early in the morning, those are all the executives and the, you know, kind of the professionals that are early in the day. Then after work, right, are the younger people, you know, stuff like that. Midday, and this is, and let me, let me phrase this carefully, this is not a negative. Midday, guess who's there midday? All the retirees. A lot of walkers. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I'm still, you know, relatively speaking, you know, you know, still pretty good in shape, still pretty vibrant. And when you realize, like, you're like, like the most, the youngest and the most in shape person there, it's going to change your contrast, right? It's not going to, in other words, you're, you're a big fish in a very small pond because you can walk, right? 
when I realized that, and I realized the environment, and these are all great people, so there's no knock, but it is what it is over there. And when I walk in this other, when I walk in this new gym, it's not it's not nearly as nice. You know, it's not filled with the hospital. It's hardcore, right? And I look around, and you know, there's pictures of like some of the members on the on the wall, and like that guy. I mean, they, I mean, they're, they're they're shredded, they're in shape, and I'm sitting there going, man, here comes a fat guy. Uh oh, right? And now I'm way outside my comfort zone, and I'm sitting there going, oh man, you know, this is what did I get myself into? Right? One of those moments. You've all had those. And I'm sitting there. And I'm going through my you know, kind of evaluation and stuff like that, and, and I'm and I'm watching people like work out and do box jumps and all kind of like run around, and I'm going, man, I hope they have, I hope the ambulance can get here pretty quick because I don't know if I can do this. And this is again all this head trash, right? all this stuff coming through. And what I realized, I went from an environment where I was kind of the big fish in a you know small pond to now a minnow in an ocean. It has been the best thing for me. Because it caused me to shift my identity from an okay here to now, you know, I'm thinking like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in my early 50s, and I still go, I can still be an elite athlete. I can still really do some great things. All of a sudden, the identity, all of a sudden, that identity, that identity changes, right? That self-identity changes, you mix it up. That's how you start taking out the trash. You change things. You bring in new dynamics. You make, you, you obliterate your old patterns. You do those things, so it's like a record. You have to erase it. So that's what you need to do. Change up your morning ritual. Get rid of the news. Do some more personal development. You know, it's going to sound weird, but I'll tell you what. I've had more clients make more money by losing 10 or 20 or 30 pounds and getting in shape than, than they do going to get another designation. Going to go get another, you know, CFA level two. Going to go get a SEMA. I have more people make more money for themselves and their families because they got in better shape. Do what you think you need to do. But make some shift. Hey, get into some personal development. Pick some. You know, there's plenty of YouTube videos. Go to conferences. Go to personal development. Go to trainings. Go back into Practice Power Academy. It's free. Go look at some stuff. But change it. It will not get better on its own. You're not going to sit here and like magically have something happen. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, you can get lucky, but then here's what happens. You get lucky, and you and you so maybe you get a big referral, and and you get and, you, and you're able to make it happen. Do you sit there and say you're proud of yourself because you pulled it off, or do you sit there and say, "Damn, I'm lucky." I better hope nobody finds that out. So here's the question. Do you think you're lucky or do you think you deserve your success? Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to matter most. If you think you deserve it, you're going to be out there hitting it. You're going to be out there making things happen. If you think you're lucky, you're not going to want to step up to the plate again. Your choices. Okay? So wrapping up real quick. How we prove it, how we mix shifts, change up what you're doing. Take what you're doing, flip it, right? Look what I did. I went to one gym, I totally flipped it, totally changed my identity. And I'm telling you a personal story. I'm sharing, right? What makes all the difference in the world? So go do that. Figure out a new dynamic. Maybe you need to get a coach. Look, if you want to talk to us, reach out. I'll be happy. Anyone, you've got 30 minutes of my time. Any one of you. All you have to do is ask. And I'll give it to you.
No pitch. Let's just have a conversation. Okay? Or figure something out. There's a lot of great coaches out there. You've got to find somebody that you resonate with, that you can lock into. And coaching is about Kool-Aid. You know, I've got my, what I do, right? I've got my flavors, right? Here's mine, right? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Other coaches have other flavors. You've got to find the flavor you like. And then you go with it. You make it happen, okay? So thank you for spending some time with me today. Hope you found this valuable, maybe a little wake-up call, a challenge perhaps for some of you. Maybe a new set of distinctions. Bottom line, you're 25% into 2017. If you're not where you want to be, please do not sit there and say, it's okay, and lie to yourself. Do something different, okay? Have a great couple weeks. I'm off to Alaska to visit some clients, so uh, uh, I'll be back, hopefully not frostbitten. And I'll see you all in about two weeks. So till then, be well. Again, check out Practice Power Academy. Watch for the invitation for the, uh, for the uh, webcast. In fact, you head over to Practice Power Academy uh, in the update section there. There's, actually, you can register right now if you choose to. Very cool. Be well. See you in two weeks.